You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hi and welcome to our weekly update on Tuesday, June 25th. My name is Gavin O'Carroll from our Customer Treasury Service Unit and AIB's Chief Economist Oliver Mangan is here to discuss the two-horse race that is the Tory leadership battle and central banks in policy loosening mode after all their announcements over recent weeks. Ollie, let's get first to the exciting thing. Boris and Jeremy are the last two in the Tory leadership race, but they have a number of weeks on the hustings now, and uh, that's going to end up in a Tory leader at the end of July and a PM at that stage as well. That is correct. Uh, I think the markets have already moved. We've, we've seen sterling soften a lot over the last month because they know there's a new Eurosceptic Prime Minister uh, coming. Uh, it may well be Boris Johnson, he's the current favourite. So we've seen you know, the euro rise up to about 89, 90p. It might get through 90 towards 91, but I think the markets have largely moved on this. As you say, the next we'll have a new Prime Minister by the end of July, but nothing's really going to happen until September. I mean, basically speaking, the European Commission closes down for holidays in August, uh, and obviously you have political break in the UK as well. So the real action will start in September, October, what the view, well, I think we know what the view would be in terms of the new Prime Minister, how much ground they're allowed to make with the European leaders. But I think markets have, have already moved at this stage. So really, um, I don't think there'll be much news for markets in the next couple of months. It'll really be September, October that we'll see more developments in regard to Brexit. Our Taoiseach has been sent out or has come out to say that actually there's probably going to be no renegotiation of the actual underlying yeah, withdrawal I think the agreement. EU are sending that line very strongly you know the withdrawal agreement is there uh, it's up to you guys to ratify it or not uh, and the bar is high in mm. terms of getting a further extension to Brexit at the end of October but as I say we'll see what happens with the real the real political horse trading won't start in September, October. And we'll, at the, once we're at that stage after the summer, there'll be a lot of meaty chats to have because uh, that's going to be a significant time. So we don't know very much about Jeremy, but in the debates he has been quite professional and he's a serious opponent to Boris, but Boris does look like he's out in front and only himself will stop him becoming Tory leader. Yeah, well, Jeremy, I suppose the main difference is Boris wants to take the UK out at the end of October with or without a deal. Uh, Jeremy Hunt is more middle ground. He was quite closely aligned with Theresa May. So he'll be looking to try and secure uh, a Brexit involving some form of withdrawal agreement. In other words, an organised or managed Brexit. That's the difference between them. But again, I think the UK will come back to the UK Parliament. Uh, The withdrawal agreement, there'll be very little change. So they may be facing a choice here of take this or crash out. Okay, look, it's uh, going to be an interesting few months when we get there. Currencies have been relatively calm. Sterling does look still vulnerable towards 90p. You touched on it there, 114 euro dollar, sterling dollar about 1.27. There isn't a lot of data out this week. We've had a lot in recent weeks. And and the the main place we want to get to is the central banks. Yeah, well, the central banks have been driving the markets in recent weeks, and that has remained very much the case in recent days. You mentioned the dollar there. It's actually beginning to soften. Uh, Now, it's off its highs. The euro's risen from 111 to 114 this month and that's on growing signs that there will be rate cuts in the US I mean we had the Federal Reserve out uh, last week and they've moved away from talks of rate hikes Uh, they're now penciling a rate cut the markets think there'll be a series of rate cuts and the indications are we'd actually one of the 
FOMC members, the Fed governors, actually voted for a rate cut at the June meeting. Uh, they were split down the middle in terms of whether they cut rates in the coming meetings or not. But the wind is certainly blowing in that direction of a, a loosening of monetary policy in the states. And it will be preemptive. I mean, the, the, the Fed is quite clear here. What they want to do is sustain the recovery in economic activity. They're concerned about the impact of the slowing uh, world trade. Uh, weaker external demand on the U.S. economy, signs of weakness emerging in some sectors. So they are minded uh, to reduce interest rates. It may be precautionary rate cuts. I mean, it's interesting that they see these any rate cuts being taken back within a year or two. So what they're doing here is trying to ensure that the recovery proves sustained. Uh, another factor for them is the fiscal stimulus in the U.S. has largely run its course. Uh, you know, the economy grew strongly in quarter one, but all the signs are it's beginning to lose momentum. So the Fed is lining the markets up for rate cuts. What it is indicating, though, is that the rate cuts won't be as large as the markets expect. But, I mean, obviously the data will detect that in, in the next number of months. We also had the ECB out. Uh, president Draghi, ECB president, indicating that they'll be looking at policy in the coming weeks. And what they're particularly concerned about is, is very low inflation and also a weakening of what they call inflationary expectations, where the markets think inflation will be in five years' time, eight years' time. There's been a marked decline in inflationary expectations in, in, in recent times. It may well be linked to the fact that inflation remains very, very subdued. So the current inflation rate is 1.2%. And the expectation of markets is that in five years' time, it will still be 1.2%. Uh, and that's well below the ECB target of 2%. So what Mr Draghi is saying is that, if needed, you know, we may have to do further monetary stimulus here to move that inflation rate back up close to target. And what that means, essentially, is either um, you know, further quantitative easing, i.e. restart their bond purchasing programme, or possibly rate cuts. And the markets, actually, even though rates are already quite negative at minus 0.4%, the markets are beginning to think that the ECB could cut rates further and move them into deeper negative territory. A rate cut of 10, maybe 15, 20 basis points is beginning to be priced in by markets. Uh, and also, the ECB has indicated that this decision could come as early as next month when it meets again. Uh, I think myself, they're more likely to uh, reopen quantitative easing, restart their bond purchase programme, certainly initially. I think at this stage, you've got a lot of central bank talk in recent weeks. There was also something about the Bank of Australia this week. They've got a Wednesday schedule meeting. Yeah, bank of Australia cut rates uh, last month, and uh, there's an expectation we get a, another rate cut at some stage from the mm -hmm. Bank of Australia. Obviously, the Australian economy is particularly exposed to the slowdown in China. Uh, and in Asian economies, it does a lot of its trade with there, the softness in the housing market there. But you know, Australia's a major economy, it started to cut rates. So central banks are moving on to a, a rate cut footing. In the UK, uh, the Bank of England met last week as well, and it really had been indicated that rates need to rise because of rising wage inflation. It stepped away from that last week. It's indicated because of the growing downside risks to global growth and also increasing risks around Brexit that it is not now inclined to change rates. So what we see in the UK is market expectations for higher rates have evaporated, and now UK rates are expected to remain unchanged for the next three or four years at current levels. So no move there, a much more cautious sounding Bank of England as well last week. 
I saw and Mark Carney came out, Governor of the Bank of England, and I think you, you said there in the uh, Irish Examiner article today that the Bank of England has appeared to have canned plans for any near-term hikes. Carney came out also, I think, to, to remind, I think specifically Boris, from saying that the uh, 31st of October hard deadline is a no-deal no scenario, what that then would mean for the economic performance of the economy going forward. Well, also. I think it's quite clear that if, if the UK crashes out without a, a, an exit deal, a withdrawal agreement, it will face tariffs on its exports to mainland Europe. Really, um, the markets on the Fe- sorry, the banking is on hold. The market expects no change in rates. Uh, rates will probably change over the next two or three years, and Brexit will be the critical factor. If we do, if we do see a no deal hard Brexit with all the negative consequences for the UK economy, the rate could actually be cut in the UK. Uh, if we see a managed exit or no exit at all, well then you know, rate hikes could come back onto the agenda depending on the global environment. So I think we can take it that the Bank of England is very much on hold here now and it will see how the global economy performs over the balance of the year and in particular how Brexit unfolds and that will be the critical factor impacting monetary policy in the UK. Not expecting customers and listeners to listen to uh, what the central banks have to say over the coming weeks during the holiday season, the summer holiday season here or overseas, but they are in policy loosening mode, as you've said in your article. Ali, thank you for uh, joining us today and thanks to our customers and listeners for joining us on this, our weekly podcasts. Please do subscribe to our AOB Market Talk on iTunes or the podcast apps for iOS or Android and look forward to speaking with you next week. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.